Chapter Eleven of Culture and Cooking, or Art in the Kitchen. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Culture and Cooking, or Art in the Kitchen, by Catherine Owen. Chapter Eleven: Warming Over. Hash is a peculiarly american institution in no other country is every remnant of cold meat turned into that one unvarying dish what do i say remnants of cold meat rather joints of cold meat a roast of beef of which the tenderloin had sufficed for the first day's dinner the leg of mutton from which a few slices only have been taken the fillet of veal available for so many delicate dishes all are ruthlessly turned into the all-pervading hash the curious thing is that people are not fond of it men exclaim against it and its name stinks in the nostrils of those unhappy ones whose home is the boarding-house yet hash in itself is not a bad dish when i say it is a peculiarly american institution i mean that when english people speak of hash they mean something quite different meat warmed in slices our hash in its best form that is made with nice gravy garnished with sippets of toast and pickles surrounded with mashed potatoes or rice is dignified abroad by the name of mince and makes its appearance as an elegant little entree nor would it be anathematized in the way it is with us if it were only occasionally introduced it is the familiarity that has led to contempt but what shall i do asked the young wife distressfully john likes joints and he and i and bridget can't possibly eat a roast at a meal very true and it is to just such perplexed young housekeepers that i hope this chapter will be especially useful that is to say small families with moderate means and a taste for good things in this as in many other ways large families are easier to cater for they can consume the better part of a roast at a meal and the remains it is no great harm to turn into hash although even they might with little trouble and expense have agreeable variety introduced into their bill of fare in england and america there is great prejudice against warmed-over food but on the continent one eats it half the time in some of the most delicious made dishes without suspecting it herein lies the secret with us and our transatlantic cousins the warming over is so artlessly done that the hard fact too often stares at us from out the watery expanse in which it reposes one great reason of the failure to make warmed over meat satisfactory is the lack of gravy on the goodness of this as well as its presence depends the success of your rechauffe the glaze for which i have given the recipe renders you at all times independent in this respect but at the same time it should not alone be depended on every drop of what remains in the dish from the roast should be saved and great care be taken of all scraps bones and gristle which should be carefully boiled down to save the necessity of flying to the glaze for every purpose i will here give several recipes which i think may be new to many readers 
salmi of cold meat is exceedingly good melt butter in a saucepan if for quite a small dish two ounces will be sufficient when melted stir in a little flour to thicken let it brown but not burn or if you are preparing the dish in haste put in some brown flour then add a glass of white or red wine and a cup of broth or a cup of water and a slice of glaze a sprig or two of thyme parsley a small onion chopped and one bay leaf pepper and salt simmer all thoroughly all savory dishes to which wine is added should simmer long enough for the distinct winey flavor to disappear only the strength and richness remaining strain this when simmered half an hour and lay in the cold meat squeeze in a little lemon juice and draw the stew pan to the back of the stove but where it will cook no longer or the meat will harden serve on toast and pour the sauce over a glass of brandy added to this dish when the meat goes in is a great addition if an extra fine salmi is desired by not allowing the flour and butter to brown and using white sauce this is a very fine sauce in which to warm cold chicken veal or any white meat boeuf a la jardiniere put in a fireproof dish if you have it or a thick saucepan a pint of beef broth a small bunch each of parsley chervil tarragon very little of this shallot or onion capers pickled gherkins of each or any a teaspoonful chopped fine roll a large tablespoonful of butter with a dessert spoonful of brown flour stir it in then take slices of underdone beef with a blunt knife hack each slice all over in fine dice but not to separate or cut up the slices then pepper and salt each one and lay it in with the herbs sprinkle a layer of herbs over the beef and cover closely then stand the dish in the oven to slowly cook for an hour or if you use a stew pan set in a pan of boiling water on the stove for an hour where the water will just boil serve on a dish surrounded with young carrots and turnips if in season or old ones cut beef au gratin cut a little fat bacon or pork very thin sprinkle on it chopped parsley onion and mushrooms mushroom powder will do and bread crumbs then put in layers of beef cut thick and well and closely hacked then another layer of bacon or pork cut thin as a wafer and of seasoning crumbs last pour over enough broth or gravy to moisten well in which a little brandy or wine may be added if an especially good dish is desired bake slowly an hour pseudo beefsteak cut cold boiled or roast beef in thick slices broil slowly lay in a hot dish in which you have a large spoonful of montpellier butter melted sprinkle a little mushroom powder if you desire and garnish with fried potato cutlets a la jardiniere trim some thick cutlets from a cold leg of mutton or chops from the loin dip them in frying batter a la carême fry crisp and quickly and serve wreathed round green peas or a ragout made as follows take young carrots turnips green peas white beans stew gently in a little water to which the bones of the meat and trimmings have been added and which must be carefully removed not to disfigure the vegetables encircle this ragout with the fried cutlets and crown with a cauliflower cromesqui of lamb 
is a polish recipe cut some underdone lamb mutton will of course do quite small also some mushrooms cut small or the powder put in a saucepan a piece of glaze the size of a pigeon's egg with a little water or broth warm it and thicken with yolks of two eggs just as you would make boiled custard that is without letting it come to the boil or it will curdle then add the mushrooms and meat let all get cold and divide it into small pieces roll in bread crumbs sifted then in egg then in crumbs again and fry in very hot fat or you may after rolling in bread crumbs lay each piece in a spoon and dip it into frying batter let the extra batter run off and drop the chromesqui into the hot fat these will be good made of beef and rolled up in a bard of fat pork cut thin and fried serve with sauce piquante made thus take some chopped parsley onion and pickled cucumbers simmer till tender and thicken with an equal quantity of butter and flour of course your own brightness will tell you that if you are in haste a spoonful of montpellier butter the same of flour melted in a little water to which you add a teaspoonful of vinegar will make an excellent sauce piquant and this same is excellent for anything fried as breaded chops croquettes etc i may here say that where two or three herbs are mentioned as necessary for instance parsley tarragon and chervil if you have no tarragon you must leave it out or chervil the same it is only a matter of flavoring at the same time flavor is a great deal and these french herbs give that indescribable cachet to a dish which is one of the secrets of french cooking therefore if you are a wise matron you will have a supply on hand even if only bought dry from the druggist miraton of beef peel and cut into thin slices two large onions put them in a stewpan with two ounces of butter place it over a slow fire stir the onions round till they are rather brown but not in the least burnt add a teaspoonful of brown flour mix smoothly then moisten with half a pint of broth or water with a little piece of glaze three saltspoonfuls of salt unless your broth was salted then half the quantity or less two of sugar and one of pepper put in the cold beef cut in thin slices as lean as possible let it remain five minutes at the back of the stove then serve on a very hot dish garnished with fried potatoes or sippets of toast to vary the flavor sometimes put a spoonful of tarragon or plain vinegar or a teaspoonful of mushroom powder or a pinch of curry unless objected to or a few sweet herbs in fact as you may see variety is as easy to produce as it is rare to meet with in average cooking and depends more on intelligence and thoughtfulness than on anything else the simplest of all ways of warming a joint that is not far cut is to wrap it in thickly buttered paper and put it in the oven again contriving if possible to cover it closely let it remain long enough to get hot through not to cook by keeping it closely covered it will get hot through in less time and the steam will prevent it getting hard and dry make some gravy hot and serve with the meat if your gravy is good and plentiful your meat will be as nice as the first day without gravy it would be an unsatisfactory dish if you cannot manage to cover the joint in the oven 
you may put it in a pot over the fire without water but with a dessert spoonful of vinegar to create steam let it get hot through and serve as before for the third day the meat may be warmed up in any of the ways i am going to mention repeating once more that you must have gravy of some kind or else carefully make some with cracked bones gristle etc stewed long and nicely flavored with any kind of sauce ragout a very nice ragout may be made from cold meat thus slice the meat put it in a stew pan in which an onion or several if you like them has been sliced squeeze half a lemon into it or a dessert spoonful of vinegar cover closely without water and when it begins to cook set the stew pan at the back of the stove for three quarters of an hour shaking it occasionally the onion should now be brown take out the meat dredge in a little flour stir it round and add a cup of gravy pepper salt and a small quantity of any sauce or flavoring you prefer stew gently a minute or two then put the meat back to get hot and serve garnish with sippets of toast or pickles a nice little breakfast dish is made thus cut two long slices of cold meat and three of bread buttered thickly about the same shape and size season the meat with pepper salt and a little finely chopped parsley or if it is veal a little chopped ham then lay one slice of bread between two of meat and have the other two slices outside fasten together with short wooden skewers if you have a quick oven put it in and take care to baste with butter thoroughly that the bread may be all over crisp and brown if you can't depend on your oven fry it in very hot fat as you would crullers garnish with sprigs of parsley and serve very hot to warm a good size piece of beef trim it as much like a thick fillet as you can cut it horizontally halfway through then scoop out as much as you can of the meat from the inside of each piece chop the meat fine that you have thus scooped out season with a little finely chopped parsley and thyme a shred of onion if you like it or if you have celery boil a little of the coarser part till tender chop it and add as much bread finely crumbled as you have meat and a good piece of butter add pepper and salt and make all into a paste with an egg mixed with an equal quantity of gravy or milk fill up the hollow in the meat and tie or still better sew it together you may either put this in a pot with a slice of pork or bacon and a cup of gravy or you may brush it over with beaten egg cover it with crumbs and pour over these a cup of butter melted so that it moistens every part and bake it taking care to baste well while baking serve with nice gravy beef olives are no novelty to the ear but it is a novel thing to find them satisfactory to the palate take some stale bread crumbs an equal quantity of beef finely chopped some parsley and thyme a little scraped ham if you have it a few chives or a slice of onion all chopped small as possible put some butter in a pan and let this force meat just simmer not fry in it for ten minutes while this is cooking cut some underdone oblong slices of beef about half an inch thick hack it with a sharp knife on both sides then mix the cooked force meat with the yolk of an egg and a tablespoonful of gravy put a spoonful of this paste in the centre of each slice of meat 
and tie it up carefully in the shape of an egg then if you have some nice gravy thicken it with a piece of butter rolled in flour roll each olive slightly in flour and lay it in the gravy and let it very gently simmer for half an hour a few chopped oysters added to the gravy will be a great addition or you may lay each olive on a thin slice of fat pork roll it up tie it dip it in flour and bake in a quick oven until beautifully brown to warm over cold mutton an excellent and simple way is to cut it if loin into chops or leg into thick collops and dip each into egg well beaten with a tablespoonful of milk then in fine bread crumbs and fry in plenty of very hot fat if your crumbs are not very fine and even the larger crumbs will fall off and the appearance will be spoilt these chops will be almost as nice if quickly fried as fresh cooked ones they will also be excellent if instead of being breaded they are dipped into thick batter see recipe and fried brown in the same way this method answers for any kind of meat chicken thus warmed over being especially good the batter or egg and bread crumbs form a sort of crust which keeps it tender and juicy any attempt to fry cold meat without either results in a hard stringy unedible dish white meat of any kind is excellent warmed over in a little milk in which you have cut a large onion and if you like it a slice of salt pork or ham and a little sliced cucumber if it is summer thicken with the yolks of one or two eggs added after the whole has simmered twenty minutes take care the egg thickens in the gravy but does not boil or it will curdle if it is in winter chop a teaspoonful of pickled cucumber or capers and add just on going to table in summer when you have the sliced cucumber squeeze half a lemon into the gravy the last thing to give the requisite dash of acid you may vary the above by adding sometimes a few chopped oysters at others mushrooms or celery the last must be put in with the onion and before the meat deviled meat our better halves are usually fond of this especially for breakfast or lunch for this dish take a pair of turkey or chicken drumsticks or some nice thick wedges of underdone beef or mutton score them deeply with a knife and rub them over with a sauce made thus a teaspoonful of vinegar the same of harvey or worcestershire sauce the same of mustard a little cayenne and a tablespoonful of salad oil or butter melted mix all till light cream and take care your meat is thoroughly moistened all over with the mixture then rub your gridiron with butter see that the fire is clear and while the gridiron is getting hot chop a teaspoonful of parsley very fine mix it up with a piece of butter the size of a walnut and lay this in a dish which you will put to get hot then put the meat to be grilled on the fire and turn often so that it will not burn when hot through and brown lay it in the hot dish lay another hot dish over it and serve as quickly as possible with hot plates or the grill may be served with what sawyer calls his mephistophelian sauce which he especially designed for serving with deviled meats chop six shallots or small onions wash and press them in the corner of a clean cloth put them in a stew pan with half a wine glass of chili vinegar pepper sauce a chopped clove a tiny bit of garlic two bay leaves 
an ounce of glaze boil all together ten minutes then add four tablespoonfuls of tomato sauce a little sugar and ten of broth thickened with roux or water will do if you have no broth it will be remarked that in many french recipes a little sugar is ordered this is not meant to sweeten or even be perceptible but it enriches softens tones as it were the other ingredients as salt does sawyer's frittadella twenty recipes in one put half a pound of bread crumb to soak in a pint of cold water take the same quantity of any kind of roast or boiled meat with a little fat chop it fine press the bread in a clean cloth to extract the water put in a stewpan two ounces of butter a tablespoonful of chopped onions fry two minutes and stir then add the bread stir and fry till rather dry then the meat season with a teaspoonful of salt put in a stewpan two ounces of butter a tablespoonful of chopped onions fry two minutes and stir then add the bread stir and fry till rather dry then the meat season with a teaspoonful of salt half of pepper and a little grated nutmeg and lemon peel stir continually till very hot then add two eggs one at a time mix well and pour on a dish to get cold then take a piece shape it like a small egg flatten it a little egg and bread crumb it all over taking care to keep in good shape do all the same way then put into a frying pan a quarter of a pound of lard or drippings let it get hot and put in the pieces and saute or as we call it fry them a fine yellow brown serve very hot with a border of mashed potatoes or any garniture you fancy sauce piquant or not as you please the above can be made with any kind of meat poultry game fish or even vegetables hard eggs or potatoes may be introduced in small quantities and they may be fried instead of sautéed frying in the french in strict sense meaning as i need hardly say entire immersion in very hot fat to fry them you require at least two pounds of fat in your pan oysters or lobsters prepared as above are excellent boileau says un dîner réchauffé ne valut jamais rien but i think a good french cook of the present day would make him alter his opinion indeed savarin quotes a friend of his own a notable gourmand who considered spinach cooked on monday only reached perfection the following saturday having each day of the week been warmed up with butter and each day gaining succulence and a more marrowy consistency the only trouble i find in relation to this part of my present task is the difficulty of knowing when to leave off there are so many ways of warming meats to advantage and in every one there is the suggestion for another that i suffer from an embarras de richesse and have had difficulty in selecting dozens come to mind blanquettes patties curries as i write but as this is not i have said to be a recipe book i forbear of one thing i am quite sure when women once know how to make nice dishes of cold meat they will live well where they now live badly and for less money and hash will be relegated to its proper place as an occasional and acceptable dish End of chapter 11.